0: For downloading this Downtown Hope Sermon Podcast. We're a faith based community in the city of Annapolis, Maryland, orienting our lives around Jesus and exist to see the people of our city, region, and world thrive with the hope found in His Gospel. Now, please enjoy this sermon podcast. Good morning, downtown Hope. Glad that we can continue to gather each week as we focus our attention on the Lord Jesus. Excited to see what the Lord has in store for our children. And also grateful for uh, Erin and the work she did, her and Shannon and leading the charge in children. And so uh, we've made a a good transition and so excited to see uh, what's in store this fall for our children of hope. Uh, As I was getting ready for uh, this particular message, I I came across the New York Times op-ed that really caught my attention. And the sentence that caught my attention said, we are not, as a nation, doing all right. And when I read that, it really caught my attention. The author of this article said, man, there is something significantly wrong. It says new data is showing that Americans are suffering from record levels of mental distress. Many are hitting a wall many are tired. They're they're calling it pandemic fatigue. And so many of us know what it's like. You, You walk into a room, you're introduced to people, and you really don't know what to do. Do you fist bump, elbow bump, air high fives? What do you do? And as Christians, we are not immune to this fatigue. We are struggling. But Numbers 33, we see a solution for what we can do when we're nearing fatigue. And so, as we close out our series into the wild through the book of Numbers, I want to read uh, three verses from Numbers chapter 33. But I want to invite you in your uh, time to read the entire chapter, specifically the first 49 verses that, that hone us in on what it is we can do when we're nearing fatigue. Numbers 33, I'll read the first three verses. It reads as follows. It says, These are the stages of the people of Israel when they went out of the land of Egypt by their companies under the leadership of Moses and Aaron. Moses wrote down their starting places stage by stage by command of the Lord, and these are their stages according to their starting places. They set out, verse 3, from Ramesses in the first month, on the 15th day of the first month, on the day after the Passover, the people of Israel went out triumphantly in the sight of all the Egyptians. And for the next 46 verses, Moses is going to detail the 42 stopping points or 42 campsites, the 42 places Israel encountered in their journey through the wilderness. This is the Word of God. Let's pray together. Our Father, we are delighted that we can gather, even from our homes. We are delighted to have spent time in this phenomenal book, the Book of Numbers. And so, Father, as we, as a nation, perhaps, are struggling, as we are nearing fatigue, I pray As we spend time in Numbers 33, we'll see what it is we can do where we might find encouragement. I pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in Numbers 33, what we have is the travelogue, all the places of Israel's journey throughout their journey through the wilderness. And the reason why we have it, you see it in verse 2, Moses wrote down their starting places stage by stage by command of the Lord. And so God literally told Moses, as you go through this journey, this journey into the wild, I want you to write down each place that you go through. And so throughout this book, we've seen that it's taken 40 years to make this journey, a journey that perhaps should have only taken a few weeks or a few months. It takes 40 years. Why does it take 40 years to make this journey? Well, so you got to go back. Joey mentioned this a few weeks back. you got to go back to Numbers chapter 14 to see why it is that their journey uh, took so long. The the spies came back, and 10 came back with a bad report and said, man, the the promised land, forget about it. Let's, Let's go back to Egypt. And God made a declaration. He said, not one of these from this generation, age 20 and above, will enter into the land as he had promised. So they're going, to spend the next, they're going to spend the next 40 years literally waiting for an entire generation to die. I would imagine this is a challenging 40 years, day after day, literally waiting for an entire generation to die. I and mean, you, you think about it, 40 years later, Israel is fatigued after going through journey after journey, stage after stage, campsite after campsite, this this monotony of of, of continuous motion, and 40 years later, they are fatigued. I don't know about you, but even now, today, perhaps, you're fatigued. We are fatigued. If you've ever been on a journey, you know what it's like at the end of that journey to be fatigued. And so I dare ask, how many of you right now, how many of you today are feeling fatigue? It's like the same thing over and over again. And so how is it that we can continue on this journey? How can we persevere? How can we push through this wall, this pandemic fatigue of today? How do we push through? Numbers 33 teaches us that we have to look back that we have to remember. And you know what happens when you begin to look back? When you begin to remember, you notice two things. You notice, number one, God is faithful, that that he is dependable, that he follows through on everything he promises. When you look back, the second thing you see is God is full of grace. I mean, that's what's been underlying and undergirding this series, grace is, In rebellion and remembering, looking back on our journey is such a powerful thing and is the primary thing I'd like to suggest to you that we are supposed to do as we also journey through the wilderness. And so in looking back, you begin to see God's faithfulness. And so what does it mean that God is faithful? You read the scriptures and it says that God is a rock. You read the scriptures and you see that God is reliable. He is dependable. One theologian says this of God, because God is love, anytime he looks at his people, all he can do is look upon them with love. Because God is love. And because of that, when we look back on our journey, we begin to see how faithful he is. And you see this in the passage, Numbers chapter 33. You, you, you see his faithfulness in some of the, men, the places mentioned. In verses 3 and 4, it says they, they set out from Ramesses. And this was, this was to, in their minds to remind them of what God had done in delivering them from Egypt. I mean, think about it. So many of us, we've journaled and cataloged our memories. Maybe it's in an album. We have an album album of our children going up. Or maybe if it's not in a physical album, maybe we have a a Facebook timeline. We have a social media post, that catalog. Maybe it's a a scrapbook. And if you come to my place and you, you, you see my album, you would open it up. And maybe you see a picture and maybe there's four people in that picture. And to you it means nothing. I look at that picture and an incredible story is being told. That's what we see in Numbers Chapter 33, in, in verse 8, they, they set out before Hihiroth and passed through the mist of the sea. Passing through the mist of the sea, that's God's faithfulness as he opened up and parted the waters of the Red Sea. What else do we see in, in his faithfulness? In verse 9, it says, the 12 springs of water and the 70 palm trees that Elam, where God in his faithfulness, as Israel was, was in the desert, provided an abundance of water. So as they look back on their journey, it's these regions that would remind them of God's faithfulness. We, too, need to be reminded regularly of God's faithfulness to us along the way we need to take time, especially when we're nearing fatigue, to look back and see the evidence of God's faithfulness. You see this, for example, in 1 Samuel chapter 7, after a battle against the Philistines, the Israelites set up a stone and they named it Ebenezer, the stone of our help. God, you've helped us and we want to memorialize this. And they named that place Ebenezer. It was to be a permanent reminder to them of God's faithfulness. So that any time they walk past that stone, Ebenezer, he's helped us. He is faithful. So too, ought we have our Ebenezers. The mental images in our minds, the narratives, the stories we can share of God's past faithfulness. Maybe it was a time God answered your prayer. Maybe it was a time you were in despair and someone showed up and helped you out. That's God's faithfulness. Maybe it's looking back and being reminded of the joy in your heart when your child graduated from school. Maybe you look back and you remember a time when you were financial distressed and then there was a day that came and that debt was paid. God, you've been faithful. Maybe there was a season of your life where you were sick, and maybe you were healed or you recovered from that illness. These are all evidences of God's faithfulness. Ebenezer, the stone of our help. And so for some, we we, we keep a journal. And, and I would invite you to do that. Journal the ways as you journey throughout life, the, the, those moments where God shows up and He's been faithful, because a day will come where you'll need to look back and be reminded that he's faithful where you keep track of what God has been doing and reread these pages as a reminder of God's persistent goodness. And so when we look back, not only do we see that he's faithful. Friends, we see that he's gracious. God is gracious it's when he gives us what we don't deserve. And you read, again, Numbers chapter 33, and, and there are names that identify places along this journey where Israel grumbled, where Israel complained, where God should have struck them down, but he didn't. You see that, for example, in verse 9, where it mentions that Marah, if you read the, the account of the journey, in Marah, Israel complained about the bitter water. In verse 11, you see uh, one of the places mentioned is the wilderness of sin, And there, there was a lack of food, and Israel once again complained. In Rephidim, verse 14, they thirsted for water. In Kibroth, Hatava, they complained about the kale. That place is mentioned in verse 17. Kadesh, in the desert of Zin, verse 36. Chris spoke about this. This is where Moses struck the rock. And so not only does Moses catalog, man, God, you've shown up. He also catalogs, man, this is where we messed up. You see, sometimes when we look back, we're afraid to look over our past for fear of being overwhelmed by the reality of our sin. Maybe it feels too painful for us to remember all of the ways in which we failed God, but it is impossible for us to accurately look back on our own travels without remembering our moment without remembering those seasons of unbelief, of turning our back away from God. Friends, we are in the wilderness. And and if we're honest, there are seasons of life, if not right now, where we've messed up. And you might think, man, God is done with me. I've I've done the unthinkable. I did what I said I would never do. Friends, God is not done. Have a bigger perspective. God sees beginning and end. It was mentioned earlier. Colin mentioned it. The story is not over. Friends, this is what the gospel says. Even when we feel like we've messed up completely, the gospel says, not only do you look back and remember, the gospel says, God remembers. Let I me mean, think of the thief on the cross. What is his plea to Jesus? Remember me. Friends, this morning, in the depths of our sin, our mistakes, our temptations, this fatigue, we can cry out to God Almighty. Say, Lord, remember me. And this journey is difficult. This is why we're feeling fatigue. But friends, let's look back at the faithfulness of God. Let's look back and see evidences of his grace. Journal them, write them down, take a picture. You will need these. Reflect on them. That's the gift God left for Israel. This is why God told Moses, command him, write this down. Friends, we ought to do the same thing. Israel was journeying from Egypt to the promised land, and it was a long journey. Some would say it was a long walk to freedom with 42 so many stopping points along the way. A Long Walk to Freedom. It's funny, that is the title of Nelson Mandela's autobiography, A Long Walk to Freedom. And in his autobiography, this is what Nelson Mandela says, and I think it's so profound. He says, I have walked that long road to freedom. I have tried not to falter. I have made missteps along the way, but I've discovered the secret that after climbing a great hill, one only finds that there are many more hills to climb. I have taken a moment here to rest, to steal a view of the glorious vista that surrounds me, to look back on the distance I've come. If you know anything about the story of Nelson Mandela, spent 27 years in prison with one plea to see his people in South Africa treated equally. 27 years. He says, I've walked the long walk to freedom, but, but I, I've done something. I, I, I find moments to rest and look back at the wonderful vista Of where he had been, that—that's what number thirty-three is calling us to do: to pause and to look back. And so, in in the midst of COVID nineteen, in the midst of this pandemic, as so many of us, perhaps if not there, are nearing fatigue, what if we paused here and began to look back at our vista and see where we have come? I was talking to Joey and just looking at our journey that brings us to this moment. There was a team that was sent in early March to Cuba, and before they landed, March 8th, I think they had gotten back, we were in the heat of the pandemic, and so we had to scramble together. This is us looking back on our journey. This is us looking back and seeing Ebenezer. We, we recorded our first online gathering. And we fumbled. If you remember, we were supposed to go live at 10 o'clock. And what happened at 10 o'clock? Me and Joy were standing there and said, you know, not quite ready yet, but soon the video will come up. It was tough. But but God, God has been faithful. He was gracious even in our fumbling. As we look back in the midst of this COVID, remember Easter? We came together as a church. And we took our entire Easter offering and said, you know what? We want to give this back to the neighborhood. And so we, we as a church came together and we uh, gave $33,000. And that sparked what we are seeing today, pop-up food pantries. So, so if you're discouraged, look back at what God has done. We have Love Aco, Love Anne Arundel County churches coming together for the sake of the city. And then in the midst of the restrictions, in the midst of the stay-at-home orders, okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to meet in the space? Are we not going to meet in the space? Do you remember a few weeks ago our first field gathering? And look at what God is doing. He is faithful. And in the midst of meeting outside for the first time, in the midst of pop-up pantries, ACDS, Arundel County Department, ACDS, the Arundel County, uh, uh, ACDS, the, um, Arundel County Development Services, heard what was taking place in this county, and they gave a grant of $45,000 to continue the efforts of churches in this city with these pop-up pantries. And so many of you, you know, you're on the front lines delivering groceries. Friends, this is us looking back in the midst of our journey through the wilderness. And you know what? I think there's two things we could admit. God, you've been faithful. God, you've been gracious. So if you're right now just discouraged, if you right now are just at the end of your rope and just feel like throwing in the towel, look back. Remember, look at where God has brought you through. The story is not over. And when you look in the rear view mirror of the journey that brings you to this very moment, My prayer is that you would see God's faithfulness, that you'll see his grace, and may that sustain and encourage you in the days ahead. Let's pray together. Father, this journey called life is filled with ups and downs. And as we look at the days we're living in now in the midst of a pandemic, so much has changed in such a, uh, a quick moment of time. Our kids and school, how we do things. So many of us have suffered loss. And Lord, so many of us are at the place where we're saying, I have nothing left. We are not doing well. And so, Lord, this morning we acknowledge this and we also look back. And when we look back, Lord, we see your faithfulness and we see your grace. And my hope, my prayer is as we look back and see that we together can recognize how great you are. I pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.